Sally Lucas joins us to talk travel. We're going off to northern Spain and we're also heading into people's homes in England. That is famous people's homes. 2NURFM and we're up, up and away as we talk travel on 2NURFM with Sally Lucas joining me, Jane Klein. And Sally, so many people recently have been going along the the, uh, the walk, the Santiago walk yes, in the north the, of Spain. Yes, the St. James Way or the Pilgrim Route. Yeah. It's given lots of different names, isn't it? The well, Santiago de Compostela, I think. is That's where it's heading to, isn't it? That's probably the proper name of it, I guess. Yes. And then a lot of people do that. And it's quite a lovely thing to do because everyone takes um, just walks and your bags are taken for you on your behalf. And you do a certain route, which you've given a map and all your directions and you just cover so many kilometres per day and you end up staying then in um, like a family home and it includes your meals and everything so you're not only walking and seeing beautiful countryside but you're getting to enjoy local cuisine at its best I suppose when it's provided by the actual you know, residents of, of the houses themselves rather than restaurant food. Not that I'm saying there's anything wrong with restaurant food in because Spain. I've had some, too. It's pretty good. It's, I can't say too much against that either, as a matter of fact. So a lot of us have become aware of that part of the world. I think so. And why I thought I'd talk about today, we are aware of that, but that whole area apparently is almost a forgotten area of Spain in, for other things that it's famous for, like Rioja, which is the area I'm going to talk about, or La Rioja, which is famous for its wine production, but we don't tend to travel there other than to do the walk. So I just thought it's um, a region between Castilla, uh, Aragon and the Basque country, so you're in high country, but the other thing why it is, um, I guess, so great for wine production is it's a very fertile part of the country, and it's got um, a huge river called the um, Ebro River, but there's seven major rivers that flow into the Ebro, which means it's one of Spain's most prolific suppliers of water. So hence it's a very good area for, you know, because well, we all know that grapes need a lot of a lot of water. So it's really interesting, isn't it? So, and a lot of the villages there are quite, um, quite small. Um, they're not large, you know, so you're getting these really little, lovely, interesting villages that you can go to as well and, and old ruins of when the moors, etc., were there as well. Um, the main town there is called Logrono, um, but from there you can get to some of these beautiful, what they call um, bodegas, which is your wineries, if you like, and they're very famous for their wine, as we said, in that region. The Romans controlled the area for about 700 years from the 2nd century BC, so they realised the importance of of the river, of course, and what it could provide. Of course, as the Romans did, they sort of did go everywhere, didn't they? Um, and so, they took good things from everywhere too. Well, they did, and, but they often did leave behind good things, like wonderful viaducts and, you know, the ways they transported water. And So they were very ahead of their time in lots of different ways, of course. So, yes, the famous Camino de Santiago, as we said, helped the area's economy significantly. And then from the 16th century, the wine growing was where it started to develop in importance. So even before that, apparently, La Rioja has been known as the site of the first known writing in Castilian Spanish, um, which is a different form. So you've got different forms of Spanish within Spain and, and different dialects and so on, as you have through lots of different countries, I suppose, as well. Now, the only airport in there is Longrono, which, um, and it's about 12 kilometres out of there. But really the best way to do it would be to go up there by train or if you're doing a motoring holiday, by car, and do it that way because with only one airport, it's not a lot of services there. So really that would be the best place to go. So as we said, the centre of the wine industry, which it's famous for, but they also have festivals there throughout the year. They have um, a, bas- a Batala del Vino in Harrow, which is the second largest town in this Rio 
Rioja area every June. And apparently they, you know, learn about how to tread grapes and so on. And they also throw, I think, spill a lot of red wine on each other and (laughs) do do lots of interesting things. So there's more than 500 bodegas in La Rioja. So it's, you've got quite a lot of vineyards or, you know, that you can visit up there as well. But there's also up there, which is quite interesting, I started reading, there's um, an ancient castle there, which is not far out of this main area um, of the historical city of Lagrono. But also there, apparently, the famous architect Frank Gehry has got a boutique hotel in Longrono as well. And um, so that that would be interesting to do that. But the Batala del Vino, yes, which just means bottle of wine, that's where you, you pour, apparently, wine. I looked it on the net. Everyone's red or pink, and they've been pouring wine on each other in buckets. Perhaps you could just watch. Yes, I mean, they do have the tomato festival as well, don't they, oh. where they do that one as well. So, yeah, so there, apart from this, of course, as I said, the, um, you can go and see this wonderful, um, castle which is perched, perched on a hill called Castillo de Clavijo or Clavijo Castle. And it's an 11th century castle overlooking, it's got a most wonderful vista looking back down over the valleys, etc., just outside of Longrono. So, um, one pilgrim said, um, that went to this area that you could be there and just have it completely to yourself. This is why, you know, there's not a lot of tourists there. And the comment, well, this is one of the things I loved about Spain. You can find yourself alone communing with history quite easily and be the only person there to experience it and just soak it all in. So, yes, I just thought it's an interesting area to talk about and that you might like to include that area of Spain. We all know about Barcelona and Madrid and the Costa del Sol and so on. But, you know, the northern area does sometimes get left off people's itinerary. But I think for myself, having been to Spain but not to this area, it would inspire me just with the reading I've been doing to go back and spend a lot of time especially to do part of that walk as well. I think that would be a wonderful thing to do, as well as visiting some of these wonderful sites and villages. To NURFM, it's 20 past one. We're talking travel, Sally Lucas. We do it for our sponsor, Travel on King, and we're heading over to England for a little trip with a bit of a difference. Yes, I thought it would be nice to talk about some of the famous homes you can visit of people that have been very important, particularly in literature. Um, So... Cumbria, of course, which is up in the Lake District area, which is about five hours, roughly, driving time, I guess, from London. And a lot of people go into that area. So whilst you're there, why wouldn't you try and visit some of these wonderful cottages and experience what the writers themselves experience? So firstly, I thought we'd mention Wordsworth. And of course, he was famous for his daffodils, wasn't he? Certainly was. Host of daffodils, yes. So you can go to his cottage, which is called Dove Cottage. And it's at Grasmere. Um, in the Lake District of Cumbria and you can go into the cottage and all sorts of things are there Um, also the um, poems that he and his sister wrote as well as well as journals that they wrote together are there and you can do a guided tour to hear about him and the antics of his friends and and fans that sounds interesting doesn't it Uh, wander through the delightful hillside garden that he created with his sister and that's where he composed of course some of those wonderful poems in the English language there's a museum there as well where you can find out what his life was like, where he travelled to what he saw and why he was concerned about many of the things that we we still worry about today. Um, So there's exhibitions, there's a gift and bookshop and all sorts of things and they also have a little tea rooms where you can have snacks, lunches or afternoon tea. So that would be a nice thing to do I think if you're in that area. Um, And also you've got to remember he was there from 1799 to 1808 was the time he was in that particular cottage and that was where he wrote much of his poetry. Um, The cottage was built in the early 17th century and for over 170 years was an inn called the Dove and Olive. (laughs) 
So there mm. you go. Closed in 1793, and in 1799, he and his sister moved in. Um, in 18 after, 1802, rather, after her marriage to William, um, then Mary Hutchinson arrived, and the three oldest children were born there as well. So it's going to be an interesting little step back in history to go and visit his cottage. Now, in whilst, such a lovely part of the world. Well, too. isn't it a lovely part of the world? And the other interesting person who had a cottage up there, of course, was Beatrix Potter. So, and we all know Beatrix, I think we all grew up, I'm sure, and a lot of young children, I'm sure, still grow up on Beatrix Potter books. Um, she just had a wonderful imagination and the drawings in the books were delightful as well. So, yeah, so that's another place you can visit. And she was quite famous. I mean, she didn't marry till she was 43. And her cottage was called Hilltop. And she actually, and I've forgotten now, I haven't got that bit in print, but she saved a, a breed of sheep from extinction. I think it was a Hebridean. Yes, and she ended up having farms and buying other properties. She owned about four properties in the area and had 4,000 sheep still on it when she died. Hmm. Um, and But all of it she bequeathed to the English National Trust. So, again, you can go there. She bought Hilltop in 1905 with royalties for her first few books. And she wrote mainly at her parents' home in London to start with. But then, of course, she started writing in the Lakes District and getting her farm established. So that's really interesting as well and you can go there and also um, adjacent to it there's a hotel called the Tower Bank Arms which is also um, National Trust owned and um, in there of course you've got the tales of Jemima Puddle Duck they show you and all sorts of other things Beatrix Potter related so very, very proud of her there yes an interesting lady of course and lastly but not least not so far out of London you can duck up to Stratford on Avon which is easy, easy to do as a day trip to Shakespeare's birthplace, of course. And, I mean, he, of course, is famous, as we all know. And it's been apparently getting the most visitors there to just about any other, I guess, literary uh, person's house in England. So it's like a shrine for anyone who's um, interested in Shakespeare, of course. And you can go there. And you've also got Anne Hathaway's cottage you can go through as well. And they've always got something on there that they might have an event over a certain period where they have different displays or there might be a troop of professional actors putting on, you know, one of his uh, excerpts from one of his plays and don't forget you've got the Globe Theatre in London which you can visit as well of course if you're wanting to you know, recreation listen. but yes. exactly the same as exactly it was. as it was so very very interesting and just lastly Jane I just thought I'd mention um, there's uh, concerts they're doing in England or been doing for a while now uh, since 1997 called Battle Proms Picnic Concerts and what they do they use a set in the UK's finest stately homes and they actually use uh, 200 live firing replica Napoleonic cannons and they do all sorts of those wonderful orchestras and you can go on and have a look at these battle proms if you just google battle proms there's some wonderful concerts in these beautiful places where you take along your picnic your champers your your rug and your chair or whatever you've got and just they're in Lincolnshire Oxfordshire Hertfordshire Berkshire lots of different places where you can go to these stately homes and listen to these wonderful concerts with firing of cannons and fireworks and all sorts of things and popping of champagne corks absolutely (laughs) it'll go hand in hand doesn't it thank you Sally Luke Thanks, James. And we'll be back to talk travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news on 2NURFM.